0: and ironic media production visit us at i r o n i c k All right, welcome back to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host Amy Stark. If this podcast has been broadcasting healing vibes into your life, please follow on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Your review helps other people find this podcast and the transformations continue. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Let's heal together. Now, all these things that I thought like were just normal experiences being a, a human, like feeling a little brain foggy every once in a while, like definitely has so much better than it used to be. I remember I used to be like standing places and be like, what am I doing? <laughs> that does not happen anymore. Occasionally, I'll forget a word or something like that, but that's not very common. Like the shortness of breath, feeling a little dizzy. It's not so much that my insulin was high or my sugar, my glucose was high, It was that I am experiencing swings within that. And that swing is where I'm experiencing these symptoms. It's all good information to just see where you're at, see how your body is reacting. Like there are certain symptoms that happen when your glucose goes high and certain symptoms that happen when it goes low. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, it's your host and coach, Amy Stark. And today I want to talk about something that has been blowing my mind. So I recently got a CGM monitor, which is a continuous glucose monitor, and it measures your blood glucose over all day for two weeks, basically. And you can see how when you eat something, how it's changing your blood glucose. The interesting thing that I I think I've shared on the podcast last week was how stress was impacting my glucose. So I started going down this path of researching insulin levels, glucose levels, stress and glucose, like all the different types of relationships between your high insulin levels or high glucose levels and trauma. What I found was incredible. So I'm going to talk about my personal experience, and then I'll share with you the research that I came across. And then feel free to do your own research and just take this for whatever it's worth to you. One thing I've always struggled with, and I've talked about this on the podcast, is my weight over my whole life. Basically, my weight has been an issue. I'm really wishing that I had known about this glucose monitor 25 years ago. I mean, I I don't even know if they were available. By the way, also Apple is in the works to have a continuous glucose monitor come out on like an Apple watch that uses like a laser to go into your skin. So like, it doesn't have to even be a needle. They've been working on it for 12 years, just heard about it. It's not out yet, but that's pretty cool. So I think everybody in America practically should have one of these. Somewhere I read like three out of four people in America have dysregulated sugar. That's important to know, especially when I share with you what I've learned. So with high glucose levels, you're going to have all kinds of things happening. So first you have insulin resistance and then it turns into pre-diabetes and then diabetes. And I really wish I had understood this connection way sooner. People have like doctors, meaning, and like the people in my community in the health and wellness field have been like, yeah, you have insulin resistance. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I get it. Like I do, but I didn't understand the repercussions of that. So I'm going to tell you in a Stanford study, when you have insulin resistance, so a moderate increase in insulin resistance was linked to 89% increase in major depressive disorders. Isn't that ridiculous? Like that we are not addressing this more frequently and talking about it more. Your glucose, when it spikes, the whole point of like when you're... So if you eat something that's like very carby or sugary, your glucose in your body, your, your blood... Is going to go up, and you need insulin to come and push it into the cells, right? Because you don't want it floating around in your veins and arteries and things like that. So, what happens over time is the body's like these places that we would normally be putting this sugar is already full, and so your insulin goes up in that's circulating in your body. And and I, and I'm not a doctor, guys. This is just me doing my own research and trying to understand this. Just shocked at what I was learning when you have insulin resistance, you have five to seven times as much insulin floating around in your body than you need. That's been very interesting to understand. So like insulin resistance, which a lot of doctors and people have said, it's like, yes, it's a problem, but it's like, how much of a problem was it really? Like, obviously I knew I couldn't lose weight and I knew that I needed to get that fixed, but I wasn't realizing that it was making me more susceptible to like depression or even anxiety. There are some links to that. There is a connection between high glucose levels and insulin levels and these mental health problems. We as a country need to be looking at this like, and I want to go back to now the original reason why a lot of us have these levels. So obviously our diet sucks. Like the standard American diet is called the SAD diet, which is standard American diet. And we consume way too many carbs. Like I remember 25 years ago when I was teaching science, I was teaching the kids the uh, food pyramid. And at the very bottom, it was like some crazy amount of like 11 servings of carbs. And I remember telling the kids like, please don't do this. Like I know that they're saying to do this. Even back then, I knew that that was way too much. We can get into the reason why that happened. There was a whole movement from the grain industry to like pay off. I think it was like the FDA or somebody to get that in there as like with a thing so they could make their money. It was it was really awful and never should have happened and just really tanked a lot of our systems. And also the whole idea that we don't have any control over our weight that was going on at the same time. So people are like, what can I do? I'm just going to eat. And just like, I'll be fat if I'm going to be fat, you know, and that's not the case. So there's a lot you can do. It, it's not necessarily genetic, though. I do have a gene that says that I am weight loss resistant. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I am. <laughs> there's just so many things I figured out and I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this has like not been a piece of the puzzle for so long. Anyway, so here's how it all starts, essentially, for us when we're when we come into this world. One. If our mom's blood sugar was dysregulated, very likely our blood sugar is going to be dysregulated. And that has to do with the fact that if our mom's nervous system was dysregulated, our nervous system is dysregulated. So when we experience trauma, we turn on the fight or flight and that turns on the cortisol and that then causes us to have these insulin spikes, which I talked to you about. So like when I I'm going to be a very, very honest I was trying to make dinner and I was talking to my brother and I love talking to my brother and I'm trying to manage like a couple of things because I was cooking the whole meal and I'm talking to my brother on FaceTime and I'm feeling bad that I'm like not giving him my full attention. But at the same time, I was getting late and I needed to feed Aiden and I needed to feed Fen and me. So then I sit down for like 5 minutes while I guess something was done cooking and I'm like okay I can give him my attention like the way that I want to be giving him my attention and then we start talking about my mom and my mom at that moment like had been giving me some stress and all of a sudden I hear a beep 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 on my glucose monitor and I was like wow look at that like my glu- glucose levels had been fine up until the moment when I was trying to do too many things so I started doing this research like I said to you and I came across a really great podcast with Debbie Silber and another woman where she was interviewing her. And I'll actually put the link below because it was so interesting. And they talked about how you can be monitoring your blood sugar. So eating properly, you could be even doing keto, let's say, but if your stress levels are really, really high, you're going to spike those glucose levels. So they call it like candy bar stress. So it's like, you're not actually eating a candy bar, but your body thinks you are. This is one of the reasons why we want to keep our stress low. We know stress kills. Like we know that stress is related to like basically every disease that's out there. Your glucose could be causing some of these things. And, and this is this is how you've heard of these people who are like vegan or have these amazing diets and you're and run and do all this kind of stuff. And then they die and you're like, wait, what happened? Stress it very likely was stress. And now, again, I want to talk to you about this. Like if we have this unmanaged stress, whether it's internal, like we're talking to ourselves in a poor way. So let's say we're a perfectionist or we're type A or nothing we ever do is ever good enough or all the talk that we're like, I shouldn't have said that I should going over how what people what what we said to people and how we said it and like was what were we okay? Where, how did they receive us? all that stuff that is spiking our glucose very likely because it's stress, but also like very normal stress, like making dinner, for instance, or like trying to make dinner and and maybe even having to run to the grocery store really fast or whatever day to day life stresses or maybe at work or you hit send and you like are like, shit, I forgot to include something. (laughs) And then like that can spike stuff. And then it starts that whole inner dialogue. So managing your stress, I, I we've talked about it a million times, like is so important, finding out where that inner dialogue, finding out where your traumas are from the past, like, You know, what I find so interesting is I have something called the dawn effect and I'm working on it. Like my body's actually healing from it called the dawn effect. And it was really pissing me off when I was doing keto. I was like being really, really good, but I would, (laughs) and I'd go to bed in ketosis and I'd wake up out of ketosis. And I'm like, there's no effing way that I got up and I ate like a candy bar or like, I I don't do that. And I'm like, what is this dawn effect? So uh, honestly, I really think that uh, the dawn effect is, a memory or trauma of all the times I had to wake up like when I was little and I wasn't sleeping well because I was I grew up eating pasta at night a lot of nights lots of sugar I mean I would have two three bowls of cereal when I was a kid I used to come home from high school and I would eat like five slices of bread and then I would have dinner like I can't even imagine and then I would probably have like a bowl of ice cream and I would have probably a glass of milk like all the shit that I'm not supposed to have. And then I'd go to sleep and I'm like, oh, I'm not sleeping well. I'm, what's that about? But of course, now I understand. So like, anyway, now that I, I know this information, I'm so grateful because not only am I helping myself, I'm helping Fen, I'm helping Aiden. And there's a couple of tips I'll just remind you all in case you missed the other podcast, but there's other stuff that I, I discuss in that one. So one of the things that we can do to keep these levels down, which is obviously managing our managing our stress and getting rid of the trauma that we have. But we can also obviously not eat more carbs, right? Last night, I actually was like, I'm going to test how I'm doing. And I asked my body, I took Aiden out for ice cream because I said, when you're done with all your CMS testing, we'll go. And then I knew that he would have a sugar dysregulation. So we came home and he jumped on the trampoline. And then that's going to help to discharge all of it. So if you exercise after you eat sugar, that drastically brings it down but you can also have apple cider vinegar before. There's a compound in it. I don't remember what it's called. That will change how you process the sugar. It's also appetite suppressant. And I've actually noticed that like you, you drink and then you're like, not as hungry at all, which is awesome. Another thing that you can do is berberine. I've talked about that. Also, this is such a simple hack. You eat your vegetables first, because what happens is, is it helps to slow down how everything is entering your body. And then your body has a chance to do the things it needs to do rather than, being slammed with a bunch of sugar or carbs. So I'm now currently in the phase of like, I have totally normal glucose levels, basically, the majority of the time, like I'm, I love this app, because it tells me that I'm, I'm like at 96 on average, which was a little on the high end of the average of what you should have. So I'm like looking at getting that down. But I'm having these random dips, like not so random, I kind of kind of can tell what's causing them. But the the dips are me healing essentially so when i'm experiencing these things it's because my insulin was so high and now my body is trying to get rid of that insulin so like i'm experiencing some symptoms and things like that so it's just a part of the healing process and we've talked about that like sometimes when you are trying to heal you feel good and then all of a sudden you feel bad and like and that's usually day two when i do healing with people i'm like listen If you get emotional, if like all of a sudden your hip starts hurting and it didn't hurt before, like that's just the energy moving out. Usually by the third day is fine. Same kind of deal with what I'm doing. Like there's been a lot of damage that's been done over the years to my body because of the higher levels of insulin and glucose. And it didn't even much. I'm not that it didn't matter because it did like going lower carb definitely has changed things and helped me to heal one of the things that I've been experiencing through my whole life is being super energetically sensitive to people. So not only was I dealing with trauma, was I dealing with high levels of sugar that I was eating, but I'm also very, very sensitive to other people's energy. And I know when people get in my energy, I get really irritated. So having a very sensitive nervous system actually is pinging this kind of stuff, like the the spikes or could, in fact. Thankfully, I've done a lot of healing with my body, so my energy is really strong, and I'm not getting those spikes, but I would assume that for many years prior to me really diving into energy work, my nervous system was on the fritz, essentially, and doing the healing work has made my energy stronger, and therefore the energy around me doesn't get in as easily, and therefore not spiking my blood sugar as much. So anyway, I, I just really wanted to talk about how important this all really is, in terms of mental health because like i said it was talking about this increase 89 percent increase in de- depressive disorders if there's a moderate increase in insulin resistance and then for every five centimeters in abdominal fat it was related to 11 percent higher rate of depression so it's like how no like i don't know about you but i have not heard about people talking about high levels of sugar and anxiety and depression one of the things that I also experienced early on in my life, cause like I was trying to have a baby, I had tests done and things like that. And they said that I had high, high testosterone, and that's a sign of PCOS. But I was borderline. I only had like one out of the th- or two out of the three, I think, to in order to like actually categorize me as PCOS. But of course, I was having a lot of. Sugar, that sugar causes increases in testosterone. So that's what I was told by my doctor. And and actually, I think even like the acupuncture, she's like, lower your sugar. And I was like, okay, that brought down my testosterone. But again, I was doing some research and I was coming across some videos about people talking about PCOS and how trauma is related to PCOS because trauma spikes cortisol, which then causes you to have higher glucose levels, which causes all this cascade of problems, which then results in. PCOS. So if you're out there, go and find out how you're doing. There's a test called the A1C to see what your average glucose levels are. So it's kind of like what I just talked about. Like right now, my average is at 96. And I, actually, I, I had a test a couple of weeks ago or mo- actually maybe a month or two ago, and they would be able to tell me what it was prior to me doing these. And that was even prior to ice baths. So the other thing is, is ice baths help to reverse insulin resistance. So the combination of these things is just mind blowing to me. Like I'm like, wow, how was this like the elephant in the room? And I didn't see it. Like, anyway, I'm glad I'm I'm able to share this with you. Please feel free to do more research. And I'm sure I will continue doing research and sharing it with you. But this has been life changing for me. And all these things that I thought like were just normal experiences being a, a human, like feeling a little brain foggy every once in a while. Like definitely has so much better than it used to be. I remember I used to be like standing places and be like, what am I doing? (laughs) That does not happen anymore. Occasionally I'll forget a word or something like that, but that's not very common. Like the shortness of breath, a feeling a little dizzy. Like I said in the previous episode, it's not so much that my insulin was high or my sugar, my glucose was high. It was that I... I'm experiencing swings within that. And that swing is where I'm experiencing these symptoms. It's all good information to just see where you're at, see how your body is reacting. Like there are certain symptoms that happen when your glucose goes high and certain symptoms that happen when it goes low. And if it's steady, then I feel effing great. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I am like, feel like a superhuman, I'm all put together. So I've been going through this change the last six months or so working out more, doing these ice baths, focusing more on myself, obviously monitoring my glucose level, seeing how that interacts with my body and how I can become even more superhuman. I don't know what I'm preparing for. It feels like I'm preparing to become like an actual superhero. But like, anyway, I just love myself and and I love to take care of this beautiful body that God has given me and, and become the greatest expression of who I am for all of you but also for myself and my family so that's why i do all this and why i share it with you because i if you're out there and you want to become the greatest version of yourself i want to help you because it's it's hard there's a lot of information that you need to know and i like i said i just found all out all about all this while i knew that this was a component i didn't think it was as big of a component like i almost feel like this might be the biggest that I've ever discovered about myself in terms of how to heal myself. And I wish I had known a lot sooner. And like I said, I gave you some tips on how to even more so just like monitor and lower your blood glucose in simple ways, like eating your veggies first, like changes your glucose levels could be as much as 70%. So anyway, I love you all. Please let me know if you want to hear more things on the podcast. Like I feel a transformation coming with the podcast and I'm not sure exactly... What that looks like if you have some thoughts let me know i'd love to hear what they are so until next week let's heal together if you love today's podcast you're going to love the UR energy course i'm going to drop the link below so you can pick up that course i go much more in depth about the science behind healing and i share the tools and techniques that i use every single day to help my body heal